Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another episode. This is 145. It's great to have you here as always. If you're a first-time listener, then welcome aboard the Falcon. It's great to have you listening to the show. And if you're a long-time listener and you've listened to us regularly for the past 100 odd episodes, then it's great to have you back. It's great to have you all here listening to us waffle about Star Wars. My name's Gary, I'm your host this week. I'm going to be running solo as Mark is taking a bit of time off. Uh, Him and his good lady Sam have just completed a side mission and they've just popped out their first uh, wee nipper. So congratulations to Mark and Sam uh, on birth of their little baby Dottie. Uh, So he's taken some time off obviously to to enjoy being a dad and and kicking back and enjoying some family time so it's me i'm gonna be here um for the first uh, week or probably two weeks running solo until mark uh, comes back so i'm not going to go through anything too in depth no big uh deep dives into anything this week but i thought it would be cool to run through some of the new stories that have hit over the last few days in the last week to keep you guys in the loop if you've not kept up with any star wars news so first up is the the long-awaited Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is officially now confirmed as to being shipped and ready to be in our hands, in our consoles and PCs very soon. So Star Wars uh, the, the Skywalker Saga has, has, has officially now gone gold, which means that uh, it's ready to ship. So the official Twitter account uh, stuck an update on their, on their feed a couple of days ago on the 23rd to say, hashtag Lego Star Wars game has gone gold. Uh, Cue the throne room theme. Huge congratulations to the team for the galactic work they've put into the game. Fun fact, when a game is gold, it means it's ready to ship. That is a fun fact indeedy. So first announced back in 2019 at E3. Crikey, that's when we first had that initial little few screenshots and a little teaser video and so on. Uh, a couple of years ago and it's been put back and put back so normally when this happens it just means that the the development studio in this game i think it's tt games that just generally means that the studio making the game is just not happy with the product they need more time it needs more time in the oven essentially needs more polish it needs more work doing they don't want to put it out in a state where it's either potentially broken or you know they haven't included various story elements and all that stuff that they wanted to do that happens quite frequently with the games industry where stuff just gets put back. So my view on this, and I think a lot of people share this view, is I'd rather wait a little bit longer and have a decent game that's more in line with the studio's vision rather than just a rushed thing that just goes out with loads of bugs and it's just a bit of a mess and it's not a great experience for gamers. I'm looking at you, Battlefield, the recent Battlefield game, which launched launched a just huge 
backlash because it was full of bugs, full of full of um, almost game breaking uh, problems and so on. So, yeah, it's just been an awful long time since that initial E3. So I think E3 is normally around June time in 2019. So by the time this launches, it will be nearly uh, nearly a couple of years worth of, of delay. So fingers crossed the delays have been worth it. And it will be a kick-ass game. The recent trailer that they put out uh, and the gameplay overview, which was a good five, six minutes, I think, which was out a couple of weeks ago, it did look just awesome. So I'm really hoping it's going to be good. It lands on the 5th of April. So just over a month to wait until we get it. So it's going to release on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch and PC. So just everything uh, unle- uh, other than your phones at the moment. It will probably release on iOS and and so on at some point. But there we go. Lego Star Wars, no more delays now. It's gone gold. It will be with us at some point soon. Moving on to some Disney Plus news, and this is for the upcoming, at some point upcoming, and or spin-off series, which has been kind of rumbling along in the background. We've not heard too much about it for quite a while now. It's just been one of those things where we know it's being made, we know it's coming. But there's just been bigger fish to fry, I guess, over at Disney Plus and Lucasfilm with the uh, the recent, uh, recent release of The Book of Boba Fett and some of the Man- Mandalorian stuff within that. And then we've got news. We had news recently of the Ahsoka series. And obviously, we've got the Obi-Wan show that's coming up in May. So expectedly, this has been put on the back burner, not in terms of production, but just in terms of being spoken about and news and so on. So this is nothing big, but the uh, series has now had its composer assigned to the project uh, via way of Nicholas Brittell, which is kind of cool because uh, Nicholas has done a, a couple of good uh, things in the past. So he's uh, he's done both film and TV, which is really good. So he did Succession. He's done all you know nearly thirty episodes of that uh, series. He's done the. Um, the uh, I think it's either a TV show or a film uh, documentary is called Moonlight, and he's also done a few other things uh, over the years, way back since like 2002. And uh, most recently uh, added to IMDb is the Andor series, so it just gets labeled as TV series due in 2022 and is labeled as post production. So that's uh. That sounds kind of cool. And normally what happens is with TV and and film is that the composer is rarely booked and on the job at the very beginning. So normally they they jump on board towards the end um, of sort of principal photography, I guess they call it. And uh, and then they jump on and because that way they'll they, you know they've got a clearer vision of what the film or the TV episodes are are trying to portray to the viewer, so they've got a, you know a better handle on the story and so on. I think in the past composers have jumped on early, um, but I think that's the exception rather than the norm. So yeah, the Andor series has now got a composer. So according to IMDb, uh, a lot of this is in post production now, so. Um, that kind of fits, I think, because Mark and I spoke about some cool sets that we saw for both the Obi Wan show and Andor a couple of months ago. So that kind of makes sense, which is good. So I imagine it's still going to release this year in 2022, but they'll probably rest 
rest it after the Obi-Wan show in May. So probably at the end of summer, I would say. At the end of summer or maybe maybe Christmas, uh, we'll see this. But uh, it looks like it's definitely going to land in 2022 still. So we'll keep you up to date on any further further uh, progression on this stuff. But yeah, uh, Andor has now got its, uh, its composer, which is good. Old Ian McDiarmid. Ian McDiarmid has uh, been talking to... Uh, to uh, Metro in an interview recently via Star Wars News where I don't think he's done with Palps. I don't think he's done with old Palps, you know. In this interview, he was talking around coming back to Star Wars as Palpatine or the Emperor, uh, whichever you want to call him. And has essentially just uh, said in this interview what we all already know about characters in Star Wars. No one's ever truly, truly gone. No one's ever truly dead. So in this episode, they were talking around uh, sort of the end of an era, I guess, with um, the Skywalker saga coming to an end and then the start of a new era with all the TV shows on Disney Plus for Star Wars. And he was saying essentially anything's possible. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't count on the fact that we'll never see Sheev or the Emperor again. So to quote from this interview, he says, I think I have to accept that thanks to my ungrateful granddaughter, Rey Skywalker, my annihilation was finally final. But of course, Darth Vader is back in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi television series. So I suppose it's not impossible that one day his mentor might be discovered once again skulking in the shadows. And I'd love to... I'd I'd love to hear Ian McDermott actually say that line. I can imagine him. I can imagine him saying that as Palpatine in the interview, which is amazing. So, this is nothing to get too excited about. This is not in any way, shape, or form um, any kind of confirm. I know what Star Wars fans are like. I know you guys, not specifically you guys. Our listeners are all you know awesome, but I know fandom in general. The uh, sometimes it's um, it's one of those things where. A little whisper, something you know, some tiny little thing happens, and uh, and yeah, all of a sudden it becomes this big thing that's suddenly happening. So it's not that. Uh, all it is is just Ian McDermott saying that, in a roundabout kind of way, that he'd be up for coming back as Palps or the Emperor. That's it. So nothing's been assigned as this character to any project. Like I said, there's no need to get carried away. But it is a cool little thing because sometimes actors who are involved with Star Wars don't have the best experience either during production or shortly after or dealing with certain parts of star wars fandom it just doesn't sit well with them and they look to distance themselves a little bit and you know don't really want to return to the uh to the galaxy too soon after doing that they want to go off and do other things and then potentially that you know they always say the same thing it's like you know never say never they say that in interviews quite a lot and maybe one day and if the story is right and all that sort of stuff but uh Ian McDermott seems just up for it. He's like, look, you know, it sounds like he's saying if the opportunity presented itself, then he'd be up for it. So we'll see. I personally, I would love to see him back in some capacity. Mark and I have, you know, we gush over the character of of Palpatine quite frequently and say just how great a character he is. And he's very cool. So we'll see. We'll see. But it's kind of cool that Ian is a... Uh, Ian, I'm on first ta- first name terms with old uh, with old Ian. Yeah, Ian, I know, mate, I know. Come back, it's all good. Sticking with Disney Plus stuff, just for a second, 
we have some news that the director of the recently released Spider-Man No Way Home film, John Watts, is in talks to direct an upcoming Star Wars Disney Plus episode or episodes, uh, which is uh, which sounds kind of cool. So this has come via way of JediNews.com. And the report goes as the, as follows. The currently unannounced series is going under the working title of Grammar Rodeo, with production slated to begin this summer in Los Angeles. While we haven't been able to gather any concrete information on who will be writing the project, we've heard from a handful of sources that John Favreau will be executive producing. Favreau, of course, is the exec producer and writer on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, and will soon be additionally recredited as an executive producer on Ahsoka, which is at the moment in pre-production for a filming start within the next couple of months. Uh, Sources tell us that talks with John Watts on directing at least one episode of this classified Star Wars series are dependent on his busy schedule. So following the major success of No Way Home, which has currently earned over $1.8 at the worldwide box office, John Watts has three hefty projects ahead of him directing the Fantastic Four revamp for Marvel, producing Final Destination 6 for New Line and HBO Max, and writing slash directing a new untitled thriller for Apple TV+, starring George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Now, I think it's going to be quite tricky for him to uh, to get cracking and find a gap in his schedule to direct anything for Star Wars, because two out of the three projects that he's got here, I think, are... Um, are just going to be massive time saps because the Fantastic Four revamp thing for Marvel and the uh, Apple TV Plus thing that he's working on with George Clooney and Brad Pitt, I've heard that those things are full steam ahead. So they're going to take up buckets of time. And then he's also got this other weird thing that's producing Final Destination 6 for New Line. I don't know why he's doing that. I can't see that being a very good thing. Sorry, Final Destination fans, but... Yeah, when you get onto something and you're on number six, there rarely does that end up being anything of of great quality. But we'll see. But anyway, it's good that we've got some some chit chat and some talk around some really good uh, big blockbuster style directors coming to direct some stuff for Star Wars. That's always good. But uh, yeah, we'll just see on what this happens. So again, it's one of those things where the source doesn't know what it's about or what it is. It just knows that a Star Wars TV project for Star for Disney Plus, sorry, is going to start filming this summer in LA. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, that's going to be kind of cool. If so, some quirky, some quirky news on um, the Millennium Falcon exhibit that's going to be opening up here in the UK in April. Apparently, a family down in Pembroke or near Pembroke, in Pembrokeshire in Wales has jumped the gun a little bit on the exhibition. So we know this was confirmed, Mark and I uh, filled you guys in a few months back now, that the the guys down at the Pembroke uh, Dock Heritage Trust were trying to get a project off the ground where they wanted uh, a reconstruction of the Millennium Falcon in one of the dock hangars there to be on display permanently because back in 1979, they built a, a, the life-size replica prop of the Empire Strikes Back there before it was then moved and filmed in Elstree. So I guess to bring a bit of publicity and a bit of a draw to the area and to the uh, and to this uh, location, that's gone ahead and that's all good. And we know that that's going to open, we think, at the moment in April this year. But 
Um, BBC News, BBC News Wales, have said that in a flurry of calls and emails and social media posts from loads and loads of fans to to go and you know, go to get updates and, and go and see the exhibit, one family apparently jumped the gun and sounds like it turned up at the uh, at the dock, ready to rock and roll. I can Im- <laughs> I can imagine those guys turning up, and um, I can imagine those guys turning up in like cosplay. Like Han Solo's there, Princess Leia, kids dressed up as you know the Mandalorian and stuff, all ready to get their Star Wars on, and uh, they <laughs> they were turned away because the thing's not ready. It's not ready yet. So once again, we think that this is coming in April. It's due to be open then. I'm not sure if it's going to stick to that date or slip a little bit. Who knows? But that's what they're telling us at the moment. So if you're excited about this, going to see a life size Millennium Falcon exhibit, then. That's great, but just keep your uh, keep your bums on sofas for now. We'll let you know when that's been confirmed. And uh, yeah, and if you, if anyone's got anything to share, if you know of the said family that turned up um, or anything like that, then let us know because this is quite hilarious. But uh, yeah, sounds like a good exhibit though. Going to be kind of cool. And lastly, to finish up with, this is a uh, just a very nice little thing on Twitter. We often report about these little nuggets on Twitter that are just little feel-good moments. Mark Hamill's normally the guy to go to for these little game-changer moments. But, uh, and you know, when he uh, puts these things out with, um, uh, you know, little nostalgic pieces or little bits of trivia that nobody's even heard of yet, or just little, uh, you know, reminiscing around times uh, of when he filmed the, uh, the original trilogy especially. So Gary Witter, who was the, who wrote the story for Rogue One, and has also wrote uh, tons of other things. Um, so he's done loads of stuff for The Walking Dead. He wrote um, uh, a few episodes for Star Wars Rebels. Uh, he's done, um, you know, The Book of Eli. Quite a few things uh, across different mediums as well. He's wrote for video, written for video games, and lots of different stuff. Anyway, he was obviously there, um, involved in the production of the film, and um, it was prompted by. Uh, a Twitter account, a company called Culture Crave, who put a tweet out to say Rogue One is trending. I'm not sure why it was trending. I honestly don't know. I have to investigate that. But this was three days ago. Rogue One was trending. And uh, Culture Crave put out Rogue One is trending, so let's bring back the greatest Darth Vader scene in all of Star Wars. And it was just a clip where Star Wars turns up on the Tanty 4 in the corridor or sorry, on the cruiser that's you know houses the Tanty Four, and it's that scene where it's the dark corridor as lightsaber comes on, and then just continues to obliterate all of the rebel soldiers, um, and uh, yeah, it's a complete badass scene, very very cool. And then Gary Witter quoted the tweet and then put his own text in there to say, "I still remember vividly Gareth excitedly showing me the first cut of this. No music or visual effects. Wires still visible." But even in that nascent form, it was clear that it was going to straight up murder audiences. As I recall, Peter Jackson was on set that day, also losing his beep. Which is such a such a cool thing because, like I said, we often report on, on tweets from people that have been in Star Wars that reminisce about this stuff. It's normally like Anthony Daniels. Uh, it used to be Peter Mayhew, bless him, before he left us. Mark Hamill. Um... And, uh, you know, just other people that were involved back in the day. So it's really cool to have these tweets and these little little memory nuggets, little 
little pockets of uh, of nostalgia for something like Rogue One, which doesn't fall into the big, you know, classic OG Star Wars stuff, even though it's very much tied in and related very closely to A New Hope. We just don't get as much of this stuff from the people who made it. So very, very cool little tweet there from Gary Witter. It's a nice little trip down memory lane. And I watched Rogue One recently, about a week ago, and I concur, and I'm sure you guys do as well, that it's such a great film. And it's a great scene at the end when Vader does show up and just go absolutely berserk. So very, very cool stuff there. And I think that's going to round up the news and round out episode 145. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to Spark of Rebellion for another week. And thank you for listening to me flying the Falcon solo and waffle on about some newsy bits from a galaxy far, far away. If you don't subscribe or follow to the uh, follow this podcast yet, please do so on your fave podcast app. We put a new episode out every Saturday, so get, uh, get following. You don't miss out on any Star Wars content from us. And uh, if you like the show and you want to keep the lights on and you want to keep the hamster wheel running and all that stuff and support us, then you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and you can jump on to various tiers there from a dollar upwards. Grab yourself some SOR swag. And to our current patrons, thank you so much for your continued support. It really, really does help. And we pop that money straight back into the show to, to produce newer, you know, keep producing content and making sure that all the equipment is there and all of our editing is all top-notch and stuff. So thank you so much for your continued support. If you want to chat to us throughout the week in between episodes and chat Star Wars, and you can do that on the socials, just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram. That'll pop you over to our accounts there. Give us a follow and we'll chat Star Wars throughout the week. Until next week for episode 146, do try and have a good week. Try and do something Star Warsy. And until then, may the Force be with you, always. <laughs>